Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Before we see what kind of a mess McGee can get into today, here's a little scene that took place at their home. Say, Molly, here's something every home ought to have. It's called a Selectoray Protecto Alarm. The hardware store is selling them for only $139.50. Oh, no, you don't, McGee. Hmm? When it comes to protection, you know there's nothing like those Prudential sickness and accident plans of ours. Yeah, you bet your life there isn't. The Prudential's income protection plan covers you 24 hours a day against just about every kind of accident and all types of illnesses and diseases. And this plan can pay you a steady monthly income for as long as 10 years in case of illness and for possibly the rest of your life in case of accident. And you know, once you take out Prudential's income protection plan, not a soul can cancel it, except, of course, yourself. Yeah, and it's guaranteed renewable, too, just like it says in the contract. You can also get a hospital and surgical expense plan to help pay off those costly medical bills. And friends, Prudential has prepared a little booklet telling you all about these wonderful sickness and accident plans. And for your free copy of this new Prudential booklet, write your name and address on a postcard along with the words Sickness and Accident and send it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Some months ago, at a charity baseball game, the governor threw out the first ball and hit the umpire, a Mr. McGee squarely on the head. Yesterday, the governor came back to Wistful Vista, and Mr. McGee hit him for a soft, well-paid state job. And, of course, my biggest problem, Wimp, is to decide what state job to accept. There's so many of them. Oh, it must be a problem. That's why I got this book from the library, to see just what the state has to offer. Oh? For instance, now, I might let the governor make me a... Public Utilities Commissioner, so I could cut our light and gas bills for us. That would be nice. Is that one of the jobs you've been offered? Well, as a matter of fact, Mr. Wimple, he hasn't been offered anything specific yet. I wish you wouldn't pin your hopes too high, McGee. How can I possibly do that? You heard the governor himself say he'd take care of me. I know, but that was on the golf course. He was in a hurry to play. You were in his way. Well, even so, Mrs. McGee, if the governor himself promised... This is election year, Mr. Wimple. Those politicians are very fast with a promise in election year, you know. He didn't just promise, kiddo. He turned the whole thing over to that guy on his staff. You know, the keeper of the pork barrel. The one that dishes out the jobs. He's the guy we're going to see today, at 3 o'clock, at the hotel. Oh, him, that Kenny fella. Yeah. I don't know, I don't trust him. He looks exactly like the man who sold my father a wooden lightning rod one time. My goodness. I think politics is so exciting... Sweetie Face ran for office one time, you know. Really? Yes. Sheriff. No kidding. I didn't know that. Yes, and I think she'd have won it, too. Only she was disqualified at the last minute because she went to the polls and voted for herself. Well, it's no crime to vote for yourself. They all do it. Seventeen times? (laughs) (laughs) She scurried around from pole to pole like a phone company troubleshooter. (laughs) I was glad she wasn't elected, really. Glad she lost, gee whiz, that's a pretty good job. For her, yes. But, well, how would you like to be known all over the county as 
The sheriff's husband. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you may get to be known as the friend of a guy that he's a power in state politics, Wimp. My main problem right now is to pick out the job where I can be of the most service and do the best job for the people. Which people? The people at 79 Whistle Vista. Which else? (laughs) Spoken like a true politician. Just look at the possibilities in this book, Molly. I could be state livestock sanitation inspector. No, positively no. Okay, okay. There's plenty more to pick from. Fish, game, and oyster commission. Poultry Improvement Council. Hey, listen to this one. Fistical officer of the State Boxing Commission. Fistical officer? Boy, they don't come any more fistical than I used to come. But I guess maybe that's the job I'd like. What about this young you had yesterday to be a regent? Well, i got to think this over. Let me see what a regent makes. Toll Bridge Authority. Garbage Inspector. Board of Regents, State University. Don't say how much they get. But they're appointed for 16 years. Oh, my. Let me see. That'd make you... Never mind. Not getting sensitive about your age at your age, are you, dearie? No, no, not at all. Go right ahead and figure. Just remember, I'm a year and three months older than you are. Now, how much did you say that'll make me? (laughs) Oh, let's skip it. Okay. Let me see. Should I be the fiscal officer of the State Boxing Commission or a regent of the university? It's a real difficult decision to make. Oh, it certainly is. I gotta weigh it carefully. Which do I like most, prize fighting or football? Let me look at that book. Maybe you can break the deadlock by applying for some other job. How about this one, Keeper of the State Seal? State Seal? I thought they kept the State Seal in the State Zoo. No, they keep the State Bird in the State Zoo, though. I thought that was called an aviary. There's no such bird as an aviary, Molly. That's a bee's hometown. Apiary. The State Bird? No, the bee's hometown. What state is it in? Stuffed, I hope. What stuff? The Seal. Otherwise, it'll eat you out of house and fish. Wait a minute now. How did fish get into this? I don't know, because the state seal is neither fish nor fowl. Then, for Pete's sake, what is it? It's a wildcat with its teeth bared and its claws clawing, uttering the state motto, Tread on me at your own risk. That's what I've been saying all along, Wimp. you got to keep a dangerous animal like that in the zoo. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Here is a scene that could happen in your doctor's office. A doctor's advice to Ed Gray. You're in excellent health, but a word of caution. There's no need for you to take laxatives regularly. Is that really true, doctor? Yes. Five New York doctors now have proved you can break the laxative habit and regain that wonderful feeling that goes with natural regularity. 83% of the cases tested did it. So can you. That's great, doctor, but how do I do it? Stop taking whatever you now take. Instead, every night for one week, take two Carter's Little Liver Pills. Second week, one each night. Third week, one every other night. Then, nothing. Every day, drink plenty of liquids. Put yourself on schedule. But how can Carter's help break the laxative habit, doctor? Because Carter's not only relieve irregularity, they also improve the flow of liver bile that's needed for natural regularity. When worry, overeating, overwork make you irregular temporarily, take Carter's temporarily and don't get the laxative habit. Get Carter's Little Liver Pills, only 43 cents. Break your laxative habit. Restore your natural powers of regularity. Boy, make up your mind. Who do you want, Mr. McGee or Mr. Rogers? Who you got? This is Mr. McGee, Fibber McGee. I have a message. Mr. Quinch will see you now, up in Suite 300. Oh, thanks. Well, come on, Molly. This is it. Paging Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Here, before we get in the elevator, smooth down your hair on top. 
That does it. Come on. Well, hello, Dr. Gamble. Hello there, Molly. Hiya, McGee. Hi, elevator full. Sorry we haven't got time to chitter-chatter with you, but we got an important appointment upstairs. We have time to be polite, though, McGee. How are you, Doctor? Fine. What's little feisty fussing feathers so chesty about? We got an important appointment with Kenny Quinch. Not that you know who he is. Quinch? Well, he's the governor's left-hand man. You mean right hand? No, the governor never lets his right hand know what his left-hand man is doing. Oh, doctor. Especially when Quinch is handing out state jobs. What do you mean by that, doctor? Nothing, nothing, only... Don't let him talk McGee into accepting a job with the state highway department or he'll find himself working on the road gang. (laughs) Don't you worry your naked old head about me, tonsil jerker. Why do you want to be a bureaucrat anyhow? Mm, Why not? I've been a member of the long-suffering public all my life. I'd like to get over on the other side of the fence for a change and get some of my tax money back. And have every dim bulb in the state say, my good man, I pay your salary, so don't get flipped with me. McGee, that's what you always say. Look, we're holding up the elevator with a wonderful position on the governor's staff waiting for me, and are we going to let this disbarred horse doctor talk us out of it? What do you mean, disbarred? Okay, so you're an undisbarred horse doctor. Come on, get in, Molly. Going up third floor, please. You weren't very polite to Dr. Gamble. He wasn't very polite to me, too, either. Throwing me curves when I'm on the verge of the most important conference of my political career. Which, to date, has been fairly spotty. Now what? Boy, why'd you stop the elevator? Because we're at the third floor, McGee. Why didn't he say so? Which way is Suite 300? Staring you right in the face, McGee. I'll press the buzzer. Boy, I hope he... Oh, my gosh. What's wrong? His name, his name. I forgot it. Well, hello there, Mr. McGee and the missus. Hello, Mr. Quinch. Oh, yeah. Hi, hi, Quinch, old man. Step right in, will you? Well, don't mind if we do. Hey, Molly? I have some boys in their uh, caucus, you know. Oh, sure, sure. So if we can settle this in here quick, I can get back to them, see? Oh, of course. This shouldn't take long. Go ahead, McGee. Speak up. Uh, okay. Well, uh, the governor said yesterday he wanted me to have a state job, and I said it don't have to be anything steady, you know, something honorary, but monetary would do. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Let me see. Oh, yes, the highway department. Oh, no. No, no. I won't have my husband on the road gang. Well, that isn't what I had in mind. Well, me neither, bud. How about some job where a real level head will do? Like being a regent or a physical officer for the boxing commission. Or maybe... Oh, wait a... a minute. You mentioned something I could do something about. You'd like to be a regent, huh? Yeah, that was my very first choice. A regent. Think of that. I'll have the appointment drawn up when I get back to the state house. Uh, what's your address here? 79, 79 Wistful Vista. Vista. 79 Wistful Vista. Then it's all settled. You'll be getting it in the mail next week. Swell, Kenny, old man, swell. And look, when you see Governor Pottle, I want you to thank him for me, will you? Tell him I'm going to make him and the state and the state university mighty proud of me. State university? You made me regent, didn't you? Oh, 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 yes, but I forgot to tell you what you're going to be regent of. Not the university? Oh, those regents are appointed for 16 years and they never seem to die. But we've got a dandy state barber college and we're putting you on the board of regents there. For the examinations, you know. Uh, Examinations? Well, sure. Every barber has to be examined before he can get a state license. Well, that ain't exactly what I expected, but... Well, maybe it won't be so bad after all. Of course not. Oh, it gets kind of rough when you hit a nervous barber <laughs> and he takes the skin off your nose or ear. <laughs> you mean you mean the examination takes place on, on, on my face? Yes, but don't worry. If he cuts you up, you just don't give him a license. Oh, I wouldn't. Well, i got to get back to the caucus. So long, Regent, and good luck. Oh, for the... I think I'll resign. Let's go... Fibber and Molly will be right back. 
Busy day, busy day, busy, busy, busy day. Isn't that almost every day in your busy house? Days that are made to order for the busy day dessert. Jell-O Instant Pudding from the famous Jell-O folks. Just listen to how quick and easy it is. Just add Jell-O Instant Pudding to cold milk and beat it up. That's all. By the time you're ready to eat it, it's all ready for you. So quick and easy, there's always time to make it, no matter how busy you are. And so good, too. Creamy as clouds, delicious as can be, and full of nourishment besides. There's just no other instant pudding that could ever be the same. So stock up your busy house today with a great big supply of all three flavors. Just ask for the busy day dessert, New Jell-O Instant Pudding. Regent of the State Barber College. Yep. Hardly pays to get hit on the head with a baseball by the governor these days. Imagine the crust of them guys wanting me to let them amateur barbers shave me. Ha! That's ridiculous. Yeah, dangerous, too. Hmm. But, like I say, politics is a cutthroat business. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you get a dearie cutthroat shave? Ain't funny, Mrs. McGee. Just trying to get a laugh in here somewhere. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as Mr. Wimple, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, Hi Averback as Kenny Quinch, and Richard Beals as the bellboy. Tomorrow, McGee forgets this unhappy experience and turns his attention to his better half with surprising results. This is John Wald inviting you back tomorrow to Fibber McGee and Molly. Great Gildersleeve and all his friends are back with you tonight on the NBC Radio Network.